Welcome to The Sarah Scoop Show. It's time to get the scoop with Sarah. Hi. Hi. How are you today? I'm good. Um, I am trying to like navigate today with, um, you know, it being election day. But other than that, I'm good. Well, thank you so much for joining me for another episode of the Sarah Scoop Show. This is just a fun way for people to get the scoop on you, get some, you have some amazing life advice to share. Um, as we are chatting, if people do comment with a question that you want to answer, feel free to. But first of all, I just want to hear more about you. And I know I've listened to like some other podcasts and things that you were on and just following along with your stories and things. And you are like such a great positive person in this world. Like we cannot have enough more positivity. So what are some of the things you do to stay positive? Ooh, um, <laughs> I, well, first of all, I think it's like an everyday struggle to be positive, mm -hmm. especially in just the climate of the world. Our immediate response is to think negatively, whether it be through mainstream media, um, like we are genuinely taught to think negatively. So it's, it took me a long time to, and it's taking me a long time still to, um, reroute my brain um and my thought process into like stopping myself when I am in those negative thoughts because they do present themselves more than I would like and I you know gratitude is something that I practice daily it's been scientifically proven that if you practice gratitude daily then you can literally reroute your brain to think more positively um and also just listening to my body and asking myself what is the most kind thing that I can do for myself in this moment I love all of those things that's that's just good to be like so open about it because everyone struggles with this stuff so I love that you have this platform that you're using to put positive messages out there and how did you kind of get started and also I know that you know you had started with like the fitness stuff and then kind of migrated but still it's important to you but like how did you even get into influencing and putting your voice out there uh three years ago um I had just gotten back from a uh, trip. I was living in India. I was hiking the Himalayan mountains and well, uh, that's impressive right there. What? <laughs> thank you. It was a solo trip and it was very refreshing. However, I was dealing with a lot of demons inside. Um, I had just gotten out of an abusive relationship and I was um, struggling with an ongoing issue of disordered eating slash eating disorders, um, bulimia, binge eating and orthorexia at the time it was binge eating. Um, and I had gotten back from India and I didn't have like any access to mirrors or anything like that. So when I looked at myself in the mirror for the first time, I had realized that I had gained a lot of weight and I stepped on the scale and I was like, oh my gosh, like, how did I let this happen? I was hiking like almost 15, like 16 miles a day. I'm not quite understanding like what is happening. My body was stressed and um, I didn't uh, reach out for help at the time. And 
my immediate reaction um, based on what I learned from mainstream media <clears throat> was to lose weight because I thought and what we inherently think um, is weight loss or being a certain body type equals happiness. That's not what happiness is whatsoever. Um, it's actually kind of crazy that we live in a world that like it, it just doesn't even make sense, but we actually believe it. Um, <laughs> uh, and I started sharing my weight loss journey. Um, and I starting to share weight loss transformation photos. And yeah, I like the, the fact that, and I'm, I'm looking back and I'm picturing those photos in my head. I'm like, I looked so sad. Like I genuinely looked so sad like disappointed with myself and in everything but people weren't paying attention to that they were paying attention to the fact that i had lost weight and they were like oh my gosh you're doing great you look so happy no my face was like drooping i wasn't smiling and i was teaching people this how to live this life that i thought equaled happiness with me and um that's how that's how my journey started and obviously it's like i'm the antithesis of that now um but yeah my life is drastically different now compared to how i started with things it's crazy to even think about it it was there like just an aha moment like okay i'm not gonna share this anymore i'm changing my life i'm going to start sharing what I, what is real and what I'm feeling. So, um, I, it wasn't an aha moment. It was more like I was drowning. Um, I like could barely function. I was not coherent with life. I was, I had just gotten back from a trip um, in Thailand with my friend. It was an influencer trip and I was surrounded by you know fitness influencers and it was such a stressful time for me and i didn't realize that ptsd was catching up to me i was doing horrible things to my body um binge eating and i was it was just like such a downward spiral mm -hmm. and i was crying every single day like my face would be red and everything. And, and when I got back, um, I literally could not function. I stayed in bed for a month. Um, I ordered my groceries and I couldn't talk to anybody. Like my energy was completely depleted because I had been trying to be something that I wasn't for so long. Like I was trying to put all of my energy into being the person that everybody or that you know the world wants me to be but that's not me um and so i had postmates all around me and um i remember i just texted my sister and i was like i can't i can't live like this anymore like i'm so sad i'm devastated with my life i i like i have no feeling left and she uh, called my dietitian with me and I ended up moving back uh, to Ohio. I lived in Arizona at the time and I started to dedicate my life to um, 
recovery, but it was, it wasn't like a, aha. It was, it was more like, uh, it was more like, oh yeah. Like I'm, I guess like, I'm just going to do this. I don't really have another option. Um, and it was the best decision I've ever made. But I love that, you know, you're sharing the real deal. Like a lot of people struggle and they go through these things. And I mean, there's a lot of body positivity people out there, but not everyone shares it. Maybe they haven't been there, but hearing that you were at a low point and then turned it around, I think is so inspiring for people. Thank you. And with people like going through what you're going through, like what advice do you have to them? Like, cause sometimes I feel like you probably get a bunch of DMs where they can't get there out of that mindset. Yeah, I think that question alone is super overwhelming because it's like, what what do I do? I have so many thoughts. I want to be this person or I want to look this way, but I'm not that way. And then there's like so many different pieces of information because social media and, and life is so fast paced. We forget to slow down and genuinely think about everything and put things into perspective. And the, I mean, like I could tell you to reach out for help. I get, then that's, that is definitely something that needs to happen down the line. However, um, in my experience and with my own like feelings and my stubbornness, especially for those who have been through something like an eating disorder, um, you do have stubborn tendencies. You, you deflect, you are, are like defensive. And so the number one thing, and it's the easiest thing that you can do is to unfollow anybody on social media that makes you feel like a lesser version of yourself. Um, and that doesn't inspire you in any way, shape or form. And just like, it, it doesn't serve you in any way and start following people, um, that, look like you and that don't look like you um and and follow people in marginalized bodies and and start there i think that's a really great point that you're making too because like you mentioned earlier the constant comparison with social media with the media um i mean is that something that you still struggle with yeah um i don't think that i mean i maybe i'll get to a point that it <laughs> will go away but i personally don't think that's a realistic thing um, because we like as humans we are flawed in that way like we there's there's so much that we don't have but we're never taught to just be content with what we do have and that that like serves us in every way possible just being ourselves um so yeah I still I still deal with that yeah. And I think it's just, you know, it's good to hear those things from you because I love seeing your feed and you're sharing all of this and being so open and it's, you know, you're still working on it as you're at this point in your life. Yeah. It's, it will always be like a, a, a one day at a time or one moment at a time. Um, yeah. Especially like with everything with COVID it's like everything is heightened because we are more isolated than ever before. And like I said, like life is so fast paced and now we're forced to slow down. And when we're forced to slow down, all of the things that we are distracted from 
are right in front of our faces now. And so we see, you know, uh, mental illnesses and mental health issues skyrocket at this point. And um, it's, it, I mean, it's no surprise because we're, we're just sitting there, you know? Yeah. When it comes to um, what you do post on your feed and you're showing, you know, I know that you went from like fitness to just more of like a real, this is who I am. This is what I want to show. What impacts your decision? Like now when you work with brands and things like that, that you want to share? Cause I know as you know, an influencer, you probably get a ton of opportunities and what is it now that you want, like kind of messages you want to put out there? Yeah, if I accepted all of the partnerships I was offered, I'd be a multimillionaire. <laughs> uh, it's like the, the whole atmosphere is crazy. And accepting any of the partnerships that don't align with me is like a non-negotiable. I never, ever, ever do it. Um, the partnerships and collaborations that fuel my soul are the ones that elevate people's stories and elevate, um, you know, every single body type, every single like, uh, facet of life, um, and give me the opportunity to tell my story so that I can inspire others to tell their own story because that's how, like, that's how change happens. Change happens one conversation at a time. And, um, I also think it's, it's really, really important that like, I, I always investigate the brands that I work with. Um, if I don't see somebody that is, um, a black or indigenous, um, person of color, I then recommend some, someone, or like, I have a list of people. I'm like, here's, here are people that I genuinely think that you should reach out to, um, and start making conversation in that way. And so, um, Mick, whenever it comes to, I know you mentioned on, like, I've heard you talk about this before, but just like editing photos and stuff, like it's fun. Like Instagram is a fun app to like add, you know, presets to or things like that. What, like, what's important in photos for you, either looking at them or sharing them to have fun editing them, but also keep it real. Like, where's the balance? It almost becomes effortless when you become more, confident in like who you are um i you know there's filters on instagram stories i i sell presets that i love editing my photos and the word edit is difficult because i'm not like editing my body in any way it's just enhancing the colors which is still i feel like that's fine like you can totally so change fun. an image without changing the person in the image yeah exactly um you know it's it's art it really mm -hmm. is um and it's like learning about how, you know, if you brighten up it this way, you know, it changes the whole photo. It's fun. Um, however, like if, if you ask yourself, can you show up here without a filter? Can you show up here without, um, you know, lying about your appearance in some way? Um, you know, should I really be using these filters or should I really be editing my photos? Because it can easily snowball. I've facetuned my photos. I've Photoshopped my photos. I was a huge part of my eating disorder um, history because my, my brain was just trying so hard to be something that I wasn't. And 
like, I mean, there's so many trends these days that even encourage Photoshopping and it is terrible. And you, I just looked at Snapchat the other day and there's this thing where you, that like young women are going into plastic surgeons and uh, it's actually called like the Snapchat filter or something. And I'm like, how, like at what length are we gonna, it just doesn't make any sense to me. Like beauty is real life, it's struggle, it's love, it's everything in between and navigating yourself through that. And it has nothing to do with what we look like. Nothing, absolutely nothing. I love the passion that you're speaking. And there's so many people commenting, which is really cool about like, just how much you've inspired them and influenced them. Like, that's just really, I don't know. I, I talk to a lot of people and I feel like it's just different. Like you're really helping them to just be their own person. Thank you. I mean, I, again, I just like, I, it's really funny because I started making inspirational speeches when I was like 10 years old. I would write them in my journal and I'm like, why am I writing this? Um, and then looking back uh, over the years, I was just like, that was always something that I did. Um, but I was, tr I went to school for education and, and whatnot, but I never paid attention to what I was actually passionate about. Um, and if I can help one person believe in themselves to, to speak their truth, I will, I'll do anything for that. <laughs> was it hard to go like from being in the fitness world? Like, obviously like earlier you were sharing working out and all of that, like you're still very healthy and it's important to you. Was it hard to go from being so into fitness? Um, cause I, I know, I guess what I'm talking about is like, I know you mentioned in one other interview that you did where there's like 5% of people will ever look like those people like that are so into fitness. Like has that transition been hard for you to not like, I think that's what they're asking too. Yeah. I, um, 5% of people look like what the ideal, what societal's ideal of beauty is. Mm-hmm. 5%. I just think that I found that really interesting when you were speaking about it. And was like, I thought I like get some more information about this from her because I just think a lot of people, they compare themselves that it's unrealistic. Yeah. And to answer their question about fitness, you know, gyms are still a trigger for me. Um, because I over exercised. It was it was terrible. Like my I'm I was going two, I was going two times per day. I would probably like four hours each day in the gym. And, um, you know, I now sell a body weight, uh, workout program that is only 30 minutes and it's customizable. It can be customized to 10 minute long, 10 minutes long, 20 minutes long, 30 minutes long. And I did that because I was writing down the workouts that helped me love fitness again. And it just had to do with my body, not anything else. I didn't need anything else, you know? Um, and it's a difficult process when, when our whole entire culture is saying we need to work out this way or that way in order to be healthy but what is healthy 
Like, what about people with, um, you know, chronic conditions? What about people um, who have autoimmune diseases? Like, what about those people? How, like, healthy is such, it's, it's a word that we have placed um, with an image in our head. And that's not like it, it, it's not that it's being kind to yourself. It's caring for yourself in the moments that, that you, you want to move your body. So you ask yourself, what kind of movement is going to be kind to my body right now? Is it going to the gym? Is it, um, walking, swimming? It movement is so much more than, you know, what we think working out is. And I noticed earlier, I wanted to make sure I asked this question here, because I think this is important. How do you handle not just people you follow on social media, making you feel uncomfortable in your own body, but your real life friends? Because I know we've talked a lot today about like, you know, people like you can spread the message online, you can follow the accounts, but like who you are surrounded with, whether you choose them or work environment or whatever, how do you handle that? Yeah. Um, so like I said, unfollow everybody on social media that makes you feel like crap. I like, I had the same applies to real life relationships mm -hmm. as well. Like, you know, there, you will know the, the people that are worth having that conversation with. Um, and they will like, if you know that they will respond to, you saying, Hey, I'm, I'm genuinely just struggling right now. I'm, I am, you know, I don't know what my next steps are. I'm, I'm, it's not about you. It's about me. Um, if they don't understand, they have no place in your life. Um, because it's, it's not about them. <laughs> it's about you creating an open conversation for both of you to grow in your relationship um, and supporting each other in every, you know, area of life. And communication has been lost in translation in society. And it's, it's really difficult to try to navigate that. Um, for instance, you know, uh, I, I always say my best, my best friend, Gabby Mail, um, we, we always, always, always have open communication around jealousy, around comparison. This is not something that we hide because it's very present within every single relationship. And, you know, there have been times where I have communicated with her that I had to mute her on Instagram. And then, um, you know, we have, we have an open dialogue within that because, it, essentially, if I if I can't if I'm feeling any negative way around her, even if it's not about her, I'm not going to be able to show up as my best self. So basically, like, I love that you take the advice that you're giving online and do that in the real world. I know it sometimes it can be harder. But I think you're right. Like, you got to cut the ties if it's not helping your life. Yes. When you said earlier that you had moved from Arizona back, you said to Ohio, correct? Is that still where you're living? I'm living in Ohio. Yes. My family's here and it's, it's just home. I think it's cool. Cause a lot of people see, you know, you, you have a big following online. Oh, she must be like living these, this crazy life in like a big LA or New York. And it's like, you're at home, you're sharing, like everything you're doing is 
realistic and what other people can do too, like going to the gym or those kinds of things. Yeah. I mean, I, I definitely have privilege, um, but I, it's not in me to live that way. Mm -hmm. um, not that that's, that's a bad thing, but I would get so overwhelmed. <laughs> I, I just think it's cool that you're just being yourself so much and just relaying that on your stories because a lot of people don't know what to post or what to say and they think they're not, you know, being fancy enough. I don't know. And it's like, you're just who you are. Because I know um, before when I asked, like I put that it was going to talk to you, Shay, and a lot of people were like, how could I ever become like her? Like to get to that point, um, a few people had asked just like to share their body online or like, you know, the positive messages that you're sharing and get to that point. And it's like, I think it's cool that you are like, I'm, I'm my family. I'm living my life. Yeah. I, um, I think a, a lot of times we, it, it's that, that wall that we have in front of us. It's how, how do I get somewhere that, you know, I'm, I'm not myself, you know, like we, we want to be something, but it doesn't feel natural to mm -hmm. us because we're maybe, um, you're not supposed to do it like that person. Maybe the goal is the same, but you have total permission to do it in your own way. And that's okay. Um, it, it can be messy. My posts are so messy. <laughs> like I've posted me crying. I've like, and, and that's, that is what fuels people. You know, we don't want to be alone. And I think that's like the main point of social media. We don't want to be alone. And so when it comes to getting messages, I mean, you, I don't know, maybe you don't get any negative, but you have gotten so many positive ones on here. How do you, if you get negative, how do you deal with any of the negative messages that come? I get a lot of negative, negative comments and DMs. Um, mm -hmm. And sometimes it gets to me. Uh, but I, I have my people around me, you know, like I, I've done the inner work, I go to therapy, I go like, if I'm struggling with food, I go to my dietitian. Um, you know, my family is a call away or a drive away. I can text my friends because I've created a safe space um, for that. And the negativity can seem like a whole village of people coming after you. But in reality, it's somebody just projecting. Yeah, because I mean, I'm the only guy you haven't gotten any negative comments that I've seen, which is really nice. Like, so many people I think need someone like you to follow to be like, it's okay to just be me and be in my body. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And with um, people that want to start, you know, what's the first step you feel like if they want to start spreading kind of the body positivity messages that you share? Like, because I know, you know, you mentioned that you started writing motivational speeches and you have a good level of confidence, but maybe not everyone has that level yet. Just st like start scribbling down on a piece of paper. Like what, what, what do you, what kind of difference do you want to make in the world? You know, like, but if it's not that, if, is it you wanting to share something from your own personal experience that, that will allow you to heal or will allow other people to heal through your stories? It starts from like, it just starts from within. It doesn't start from any of the noise around you. And I know we've had like a lot of 
a lot of conversation here about just like being positive and all that. But I think it'll be fun now to just get to know you a little bit. Is there any TV show that you are binge watching that you recommend people get into? Um, I am rewatching Vampire Diaries right now. It is so drama filled. And I'm like, oh, yes. <laughs> I forgot about Vampire Diaries. Like, yes, yeah. Team Damon all the way. Um, what's your like one of your must have workout pieces? Um, my body and <laughs> yeah, my body. I, yeah. And outside. I love being outside while I'm working out. I, I said this totally wrong, but I was mean like, um, workout clothes too. Like, work clothes. Like, okay. like, yes. that. like um, that you, you know, everyone's always looking for like the leggings that don't roll down. I feel like you would know this. <laughs> like, yes. Have- yes. I do know this. Um, Athleta, Lululemon, but also I, um, if you go on my page, I have, there, there are these Amazon, um, aligned dupes that I work out in all the time. And I was like blown away with the amount of quality. And I think they're 15 bucks, 20 bucks. Someone's asking, what is your home decor style? Any inspiration or tips you have? Um, my home decor style, I, I don't know. All, all I know <laughs> is that so, someone gave me this advice um, when I was decorating my apartment a couple uh, years ago. I have a house now. Um, but it's like if you see something that you can't stop thinking about, just like get it, save up for it and get it. Um, don't, don't question it. And soon, once you start collecting things, you will start to notice a pattern. Um, although I don't know, like, I definitely have a pattern. I like, like deep colors and, and all of that, but I don't know what to call it. (laughs) Let's see. How did you initially become okay with the way your stomach rolls? I know it's back to like the body, but that is, yeah. Cause I love those posts you make. I'm like, that is what people look like. Yes. Um, I think a lot of people view, um, I, I used to view my body as just something to look at, um, and not something that allows me to live and breathe, um, and love the people that I, I genuinely love. Um, so, uh, beauty redefined they're an Instagram, uh, I highly recommend following them. They say your body is not an ornament. It's an instrument. Do you know how, I'm sure you've heard this, but like people are like, don't say something to yourself that you want to say to a friend. Like, yeah. About body. That's what that kind of reminds me of. Like, just Yes, 100%. How do you draw the line between being nice and being a pushover? I, it depends on what fuels your, what fuels your energy um you know from me personally i'm an introvert i have adhd i have learning disabilities so a lot of i i personally have to keep my circle small um because if it was a large group of people i would get overstimulated and if anybody asked me like hey can you do this can you do that i think i would like spontaneously explode um (laughs) and it is creating boundaries of your own it's creating um them so that your friends 
clearly know your boundaries, ask permission if you have the energy to expend in that time. What about movies? Any recommendations? I know you mentioned The Vampires. What about any movies? She's the man. And then I'm going to say something that I haven't watched yet, but I think I'm going to watch it today. It's Snowden, Edward Snowden. Um, I'm excited for that. They're asking, like, how do you handle loneliness or, like, doing things by yourself? And I'm sure with, like, everything happening right now in the world, everyone's spending more time at home and by themselves. Like, do you have any advice for them? Um, Ideas. Yeah, start start doing things that you loved as a child. I started collecting rocks again. I started, you know, uh, I got a rock tumbler on, on, from the store and I'm polishing rocks to make them shiny that I found on the beach and it's so fun. Um, I, like, instead of going to a place that you would normally go to, why don't you go to some, like somewhere else start like mixing things up a little bit but channeling your inner child is something that I always recommend what does a typical day look like for you like with the, I mean your business is definitely different than the nine to five so like what does a day look like for you and what are some maybe even just important things that you do in your day that others may want to do um so I, I mean, I'm not going to lie right now. I've been really struggling with like daily productivity. Um, I think everybody is right now. Um, and I have, I've been really struggling <laughs> to be completely honest. I think. No, I think that's good to know because I know a lot. Of, I'm sure a lot of these people in this chat, they're struggling. Everyone is struggling. So it's. But I do make a point to walk outside every day with my dog. Um, I would do that even without my dog it and I either leave my phone or like take my Apple watch with me and just chill outside. <laughs> Everyone earlier was like talking about your dog. I guess like you shared something with your dog on the couch and then like cleaning it and all this stuff about your dog. Do you have a quick like can you tell us about like your dog how you got your dog. He isn't here right now. He's at daycare because I had a lot of calls uh, this morning um but he is a mini mini bernadoodle um i got him a year ago and he is my best friend i literally have no idea what i would do without him isn't it crazy how because i the same way i got a dog about a year ago how in one year like your dog can become so important oh yeah i mean it was crazy because i the first time my sister and i went to go pick him up um and my sister whispered to me, she was like, I think your dog is going to like me better than you. And I was, and I was like kind of aggravated because if that happened, I would be so angry. Um, <laughs> and uh, the moment that I saw Blue, his name's Blue, he just like knew that I, like we were like together. Like, <laughs> I don't even know how to explain it. Like he just gravitated towards me. There was no if fans or butts about it and my sister like looks at me she goes Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> it was so great this was so fun I appreciate you just being so open and you know it's like a lot of people I don't know I mean I know we're all insecure this whole world is a lot of people want to hide these things behind and I just like that you are pushing them out there with the world because People need to hear your message. So with that being said, what do you want to say? Like, 
I know you probably have a lot like of different messages, but just overall, like to the people that follow you. Um, to the people that follow me, know, know that you are here for a reason. And if something like sparks a thought, it's okay to say it out loud. It's okay to start a conversation with loved ones. It's okay to, to open that avenue of where people can chime in. Cause like I said, change happens one conversation at a time and it, it doesn't even matter if you have a platform or not. Everybody is an influence. Um, even if I didn't have a platform, I would still be talking about these things. Um, and I, I say that with my whole heart. Like I know that I would still be talking about these things. Um, yeah, I guess that's what I would say. <laughs> And um, I don't know if you want to touch on this because I'm sorry we were ending, but I do think this would be really interesting to hear from you. How do you deal with dating and having anxiety? Ooh. A lot of people were asking that earlier. Like, they're asking, how can I put myself out in the dating world? Yeah, um, I have uh, dating apps downloaded on my phone for over a year now. And um, especially with PTSD from my uh, abusive relationship. It's been really hard. Um, mm -hmm. I, I don't force it. Um, I'm, you know, I definitely have, I still have unlearning to do, especially with like societal norms of how, like how you are supposed to live life. Um, and I, it's difficult, you know, like I have, I have a date on Thursday and a virtual oh. and it's like, this is new. I can't believe I'm like virtually dating somebody. Like what? The whole world is so strange right now. It's like we're all adapting. I know. And it is very frightening. However, I am strong and it's okay if that person isn't for me because as much as we want them to, to like us, um, we are a prize to begin with. Like they, it's their choice whether or not to like just leave it or to, to keep going. You know what I mean? Like it, it's nothing about you. Mick, thank you so much. You have been such a pleasure to interview and I wish nothing but the best. I can't wait to keep following along and seeing your journey unfold. Um, when people do want to follow along or have questions, um, what's the best way for them to reach out to you? Yeah. Um, I just DM me on Instagram. Um, I'm pretty active with, uh, DMS in, you know, comment. I love comments. I am very, very active and present with the community that supports me because I support them. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. Bye. Bye. Thank you for watching the Sarah scoop show. Head to sarahscoop.com for more.